Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Gift giving. How do you feel about that? I'm for it. Yeah. When you think of gift giving, what are the first kind of images that come to your mind? Uh, wrapping paper, bows. These are all ribbons. Good things. Yeah, these are all good things. When it comes to gift giving traditions, what are things that come to your mind? Perhaps around the time of year we are currently inhabiting, which would be December. Mm-hmm. Uh. To me, like Christmas, yeah, to you, to you, Christmas yes. presents on the yes. like presents under the tree, Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like traditionally, for you know, for you, and I'm speaking to you per- very directly, mm-hmm. not just in general, like you, yeah, like Zach. When I'm talking to you, yeah, you know, when it comes to like your Christmas Christmas tradition imagery, mm-hmm. as far as the actual holiday, what you know, what are typical things you think about? What's one typical thing you think about for gift giving? Yeah, for gift giving. For perhaps somebody who gives these gifts, you know, I mean, it's very obvious, I would assume. Maybe I don't want to assume. Well, I mean, think of a guy, don't yeah. you? Think oh, of a yeah. Guy. Yeah, there's a guy. And we are, we live in America. Is that true? Well, I mean, I guess it's still called America for now. The United States, that's still together, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a guy. Yeah, we do. That's Santa Claus. Yep. Floats around. Yeah. yeah. And well, when it comes he to. He rides around in a sleigh, really. He well, he gets, around, I mean. But. I can't wait till Santa just like you know abandons his reindeer. Just He's like yeah, yeah hovers just, from house to house. Yeah, I just float now. Yeah, I mean it would make more sense because instead you know whenever he leaves the one house, yeah. he's got to get the reindeer going and he flies off. Yeah, and he's got to do what a big giant loop to get back to the next house over. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. why doesn't or, he just float over there or something? Yeah, or like that seems like you know I don't know the cost efficiency on like you know how much fuel a reindeer consumes. I don't you know, know either. Like carrots and berries. How much carrots and berries does he need to? Power is reindeer from house to house. I don't know that answer to that question. Me neither. But, yeah, Santa, reindeer. Mm-hmm. And then we've also, you know, um, a few weeks ago we discussed St. Nicholas. Right. And, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps the origin of, you know, the European gift-giving guy, perhaps. Because we can go even further back, perhaps, to the gift-giving, you know, Norse, mm-hmm. which, of course, would be... Odin, Woden, whatever your preference. Right. So let me start off with another question. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all, again, Christmas guys that we know about, mm-hmm. that we're familiar with. You could even, you know, work in, because sometimes St. Nick or Santa, depending, he's got partners. Yeah. We talked about a few with St. Nick. There's Old Man Whipper. He's a guy. Mm-hmm. Hits you. I mean, um, the Krampus, obviously. Exactly. The Krampus. The top guy. Mm-hmm. Top guy. He's, I mean, he's got the cool imagery. He's not just an old dirty Santa. No offense to you old man whippers out there who all of our French fans don't want to offend you. Right. And then Bell's Nickel. He's a guy. Yep. Right. From, you know, 
his portrayals, you know, perhaps need to be adapted to modern times. It just can't be a man with his face painted that color. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. Looks terrible. Is terrible. So let me ask you this question. Are you familiar with the Slavic Winter Wizard? I don't believe so. Okay. Again. I like the sounds of it, though. The Slavic Winter Wizard. Well, I ain't skipping around anymore because I'm going to get straight to the point for this. His name is Dead Morose, which translates to, you know, Grandpa or Grandfather Frost. Okay. He's the Slavic Winter Wizard. Now, considering the characters that I um, grouped him in by default by how I started this podcast, what do you think Grandpa Frost looks like? Uh, I think he's going to look kind of like Santa Claus. Yeah, I think you're right. Long white beard, long cloak type jacket, Mm -hmm. cool winter hat, real fluffy, got some fur maybe. Yeah. Well. He's got a nice beard. He's got a great beard. Especially if he's a wizard. He, I mean, literally the Slavic winter wizard. Um, So yeah, Grandfather Frost. He became very popular um well he you know pagan roots obviously mm-hmm. winter wizard before he gets attached to christmas type celebrations which of course eventually happens he you know proliferates in the former soviet bloc you know the slavic states russia eastern europe right. all those guys right around there and you know his archetype is of course the same as santa okay. satanic but I don't want to call him like, you know, some websites would be like, you know, the Russian Santa. No, no, we don't need to be doing that. He's mm-hmm. he is dead morose. He's grandfather Frost. Now, when the communists came to power, you know, early 1900s, mm-hmm. um, you know, they banned their Orthodox Christmas celebrations because they weren't all about, you know, the religious. They don't really like religions. No, 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 no. But what happens when conquering powers, you know, conquer places? They conquer them. They do. Do, do they usually? Tr- not wrong. Not wrong. Do, do they, like, you know, a lot of places, you know, Christianity also would be like, oh, cool, you guys are doing this? Well, what if you say it's for this? Yeah, just do it for this instead. It's fine. Yeah, so we avoided, we, we wiped out the Christmas you know, celebrations, but there's another holiday they around that time. They launched a successful war on Christmas. They, yeah, it, it did win. They, they um, reappropriated the war on Christmas by turning it into a celebration for the new year. Okay. Because that's not connected to Christ. That's just, here's the new year. Here's your winter celebrations. Yeah. Um, I believe Navi or Novi God is what the new year is called in Russian. Okay. So, yeah, he was a pre-Christian tradition. But he was, you know, very much, you know, very much a creation of old, uh, older Slavic traditions. And so then with everything banned, Denmaro still, he, he would not relent, which is why eventually he did become attached to the New Year. Because people, you know, you can't celebrate Christmas anymore, but they're like, we like this guy. Yeah. We like the Winter Wizard. Can you pronounce that again for me? I'm not um, sure I'm catching it the right way or not. Uh, Dead Morose. Like dead? Yeah, it's spelled D-E-D. Okay. And then M-O-R-O-Z. So dead morose, dead morose. It just sounds yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's exactly right. I, it's morose. Yeah, and morose. Death. Yeah, dead morose. No, okay. it's dead morose. Yeah, it sounds kind of sinister, doesn't it? It does sound with our English brains, <laughs> yeah. our American English speaking brains. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, Novigad was the you know 
celebration the communists used to replace Christmas so people could still, you know, celebrate their festivities. And this, of course, then Morose would deliver good children presents on December 31st on New Year's Eve. Right. Now, after the Soviet Union fell and Western Santa began to spread into the former Soviet bloc states, the governments put you know, special emphasis on Dead Moreau. So, again, he was naughty. Christmas was naughty. Then they kind of accepted him into the New Year's holiday. And then once the West began coming you know, more into Russia, then it was more like, no, he's our guy, even though he looks almost exactly the same. No, it's not he's, Santa. He's totally different. This is not Santa. Nope. This is Grandfather Frost. Mm-hmm. This isn't Santa Claus, guys. Yeah. No thanks. He's superior to Santa Santa I mean, Claus. Yeah, That's what they probably told everybody. I, yeah, he's he's number one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm just imagining like a Rocky Four, but it's Santa and Dead Morose. Except instead of being like they're like a height difference or like I the same, know. they like look the same. I'd watch that. I would too. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, gift givers. The bearded gift giver is. A, Goes, I mean, it's, it's like some, it's like in our genetic code. Mm-hmm. We can't help ourselves, no matter where we are, humans on Earth, especially humans in colder, snowy climates. Yep, comes out in whatever form. It just feels right. It just feels right, exactly. So yeah, they push the. Uh, so now you know nowadays, I mean, he's just a big, famous, cool dude, Dunmuros, and they gave him a hometown that I, you know, Veliki. Ustayug, ah, oh, man. Vologda Oblast. That's not how you pronounce probably any of those words in Russian. Mm. But the point is they gave him an actual address so children can send their letters to actual Grandfather Frost to ask for things, nice. as you do. And then the, uh, and of course, the f- former Soviet bloc states, they all kind of have their own different take on Dan Moroz. Very similar, you know, not very different, but each little, in- you know, little... Uh, idiosyncrasies, um, and um, the Dizied Maros, if I pronounce that correctly, from Belarus, um, he has a home in Blavashkaya Pushka. Sure. An address to send letters is the point. I'm stressing the point. He has a physical place. So you could travel to like, it's oh, not, this... Not as vague as the North Pole. Not as vague as the North Pole. He say is up there. You could go like, oh, this is where Grandfather Frost lives. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? All right, now, and up until 2009, the uh, Russian Federation had no way to track Den Morose, like NORAD tracked Santa. Mm-hmm. But um, mm, I didn't think about saying this acronym out loud. It's, uh, well, because, you know, it's the Russian equivalent of NORAD. It's the Global Navigation Satellite System, or the Russian GPS. But the acronym here is GLONASS. <laughs> Uh-huh. G-L-O-N-A-S-S. Two mm. S's even. So Yeah, which so yeah. His track is glowing ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might have he just, does he have a Rudolph with a glowing nose? No, but he's a guy up there with a glowing ass. <laughs> like, All right. Uh-huh. All right. Apologies to anyone who finds it offensive about the Russian. Well, come on, why like it's global navigation satellite system, so they have G L O and then N A. Not to mention those are English words. I don't, whatever. So yeah, they track him. It's cool. You can check in, log in. Hey, pull up the glow ass. Where's <laughs> Grandfather Frost at? Yeah. All right. And some other countries where he is celebrated, 
again, former Soviet bloc states. If, you know, I don't know why that's being pulled up that way, because I didn't tell it to do that, but that's okay. That's fine. That's what I wanted. All right. So, yeah, I mean, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Bulgaria, former Yugoslavia, you know, even Mongolia, uh, Poland. Again, all these places where, like, communism was like, this is not great. You can't do this. Mm -hmm. He persisted, and he maintained his relevancy. Cool. Tajikistan, Ukraine, Uzbekistan. Although they tend to move away from celebrating him, which is kind of, you know, whatever. But hey, he was—he did all the things you would expect a Santa to do. Postcards, greeting cards, you know, the Krampus knocked style stuff, you know. Here's just a little, you know, little postage, you know. Oh, yeah. He's looking, I mean, that's usually, you know, because you think of like, you know, Eastern Europe and, you know, Russia, like the, you know, um, you know, the different, the cool designs, mm-hmm. the Orthodox type designs. Yeah, that looks just like Santa. It's, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, this is the first image on the thing, and it's just like sometimes he doesn't always wear red, but I mean, yeah. Santa doesn't didn't used to until. No, oh, yeah, I think he wore green, if I remember right. Yeah, a lot of green. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah until well, we'll get into the new religion that has appropriated Santa Claus. That's fine. We don't need to talk about that. Capitalism. I was gonna say there's there's only one thing. <laughs> oh, I there's think, yeah. as far as a religion, right? But here's a cool, you know. This is a cool guy right there. This is not good for an audio podcast for anyone listening, but you get the idea. He's yeah. he's Santa. Yeah, looks just like him. Just exactly like Santa, basically. Different, though. Not the same guy. But yeah, again, just a little snapshot into Dead Morose. St. Nicholas equivalent-esque. You know, that same pantheon of winter wonderful beings. But yeah, even through communism, Dead Morose, you know, he was a... Benevolent dude, giving gifts to kids, or at least you know that's what he became. Because some of his his ancient origins are a little more sinister. How did I start off talking to him about? He's a winter wizard. Yeah. To pagan Slavs, he was regarded as the quote terrifying lord of winter. Hmm. Hmm, I feel about that. I like that. Okay. Who had the ability to freeze people to death? That's cool. So. As people became better adept at surviving winter, you know, people, their opinions on him softened, which led to eventually him becoming a softer character. And, you know, by the time we got done describing him, you know, by the 1840s, a little softer. And then again, 1935 is when the Soviets relaxed the character itself and he became more connected to New Year's. But, uh, yeah, so imagine. He was a hard ass when he started off. Right. And then he he's grew softer up. with age. He's, soft. he's, like, he, he's like his own Old and New Testament. Yeah. Like, here we go. Because, like... Fire and brimstone. Right. He's ice and ice and snow. Mm-hmm. But again, like, winter, scary. It, yeah. just, it destroys you. Yep. Perhaps people nowadays forget how dangerous winter can be. Mm-hmm. Although eventually some people won't even be able to remember what winter is because, like, oh, wait, winter's not so bad. It was like 50 degrees yesterday. It's like, well, back in my day, mm-hmm. it was snowing and sleeting. So, yeah, people, of course, obviously would be afraid of dying during winter. But they basically domesticated him. He became the lovely guy we know today. But this episode isn't just about Grandpa Frost. No? No. Quote, Her shoulders bare, gleamed white, and were bright, but cold to see. The curve of her shape was wavy, 
as snow wreaths curling free. Icicles were her eyes, and her body glittered fair. What but wreaths on the frosted pane could gleam as gleamed her hair? Another quote. A dainty maid, all in feathery robe of white, decked o'er with green and berries bright, and round about her braided hair a wreath of myrtle doth she wear. And says she sings a song for men to hear of purity and purpose high and deeds of unknown chivalry. Enter Snegnurachka. Excuse me? Yep. You're welcome. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> Snegurachka, or the snow maiden. Okay. Sneg means snow in Russian. Sure. Snegurachka. In 1869, Alexander Afanasyev, um, he presented a version of the Snowbane story in the second volume of his poetic outlook on nature by the Slav. Again, collected some different stories. In 1869, things are starting to get put to pen. You know, even like Grimm stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. Germany and all that. It's things that have been passed down just by oral tradition. And then Snowchild. And this now basically, there's a reason why I'm mentioning these, this pair is a duo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in France, St. Nick was accompanied by Old Man Whipper. Mm-hmm. Austria, Germany, the Germanic States, Krampus. Then go down a little bit of ways. That's your Bell's Nichols. I mean, we established St. Nick chains and convinces demons to do his bidding. Right. To punish the naughty kids. In this tradition, our analog is not followed by a demonic being but a youthful, beautiful young lady. Okay. There's a few different variations of the story, and anyone who has been listening to this podcast probably assumes correctly that I am not an expert in Slavic traditions. I don't know if that comes as a shock to you. No, absolutely not. (laughs) So I'll, I'll do my dangdest because to me this stands out. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different. A place, I mean, snow was dangerous and winter was dangerous in all these places. Um, but in Russia and those you know, Slavic states, apparently, yeah, attached to a young lady. All right, so I'm going to tell you in this, in this one version of the story, um, basically there are two peasants, sometimes Ivan and Myra, a woodcutter, they were out doing stuff. They're older. They don't have any kids. They're kind of okay. lone. They're kind of lonely. And they see people like building snowmen and stuff. So they decide to build their own snow person. And different legends again can merge different things together. For various reasons, this snow being comes to life. And they now have a daughter who was made of snow but is now a person. Okay. And she grows up very quickly. You know, imagine a different being. Mm-hmm. And then um, eventually she, again, I'm going to get into all this. is one particular version. She starts hanging out with a group of friends. There's parties. Not like... Ruffians? I, well, not well, maybe, but not quite because they're like, you know, little kids. Not like when I said going to parties, it's like she's out binge drinking at like <laughs> a sorority house. And that's not quite what she's doing. Yeah. Um, but when... You know, they get together, they're hanging out in the woods. Again, like Yuletide celebrations or you, the, the Russian Yule, the solstice celebrations as you do. And her friends are like, you know, hanging out. 
They invite her for a walk in the woods, and then, you know, if you're with your friends having fun in the woods, what would you guys do? Me? Yeah, you. You particular, sure. Probably run around trying to find each other in the dark or something. I don't know. What if you wanted to see each other? Would you start a fire, maybe? Probably. And hang out and get warm? And then what if you turns jumping over the fire, because that was fun? Uh, I've done that, yeah. I was going to (laughs) say, likely. (laughs) Likely. All right, well, of course, well, what if, you know, all your friends are jumping over the fire, but one of your friends is, of course, their creation is due to being made out of snow. I think I would be a little shocked if this went well for them. Correct. They were okay, mm-hmm. but Snigorashka jumped over, and then she melts and evaporates into a cloud and goes away. Psst. So she's done. See ya. That's a uh, condensed version of that story, but that's what happens there. Then there's also um, stories that link her that and one story I had read was kind of like a hybrid of all of them and I'll explain why after I get done um, telling you but some say that her parents was the uh, spring beauty the spirit of spring okay and father frost hmm. an unlikely couple but an unlikely couple yeah opposites attract yeah. you know so then they give birth to again this snow beauty the snow entity mm-hmm the story that merged these things together that I read had it that the couple like built her and like Father Frost like willed his essence into her and that's how she came to life. So he's like their kid, but also his offspring. Okay. Kind of merge them together. But then she, um, you know, she wants to, she starts to fall in love. Okay. Which is a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's fine. You know, because a bunch of, you know, back in the day, um, you know, there was a play by Alexander Travosky, um, who wrote, you know, a play called The Winter Tailor, Singarashka, and that kind of propelled her, because she, Winter, the Wizard of Winter existed basically, you know, forever. But during the 1800s is when uh, Snegorachka became more popular and started to, you know, merge into the zeitgeist of c- cool Russian traditions. Okay. Um, so be like the play, like the character. It's like, this is awesome. That's cool. And in this version, she falls um, in love with somebody, but she's made of ice and she's made of snow. So as her heart warms, she melts and mm. evaporates and goes away. Wow. It's worse than jumping over a fire. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Especially because like, that guy falls in love with her too, so then like, she's just gone. Yeah. Instead of being a cold-hearted thing, right. she s- melts. Right, and some say she was unable to love because she was snow, so then her mother gives the ability to fall in love. And she so dies. like a double-edged sword, and it's like, well, well, that's what you get, which is, you know, not great. I don't know what kind of lesson that is. But. Don't have emotions. Yeah, be soulless. Yeah. Never fall in love. Be cold, like the winters. Yeah. But also, once she becomes a cloud of gas or she goes away, and some stories also say that's when her father, or they kind of just decide to call her because she's so much younger than like Father Frost. I mean, it's Grandfather Frost. So is it actually her grandfather? Do the human parents count as like her mom and dad, and then like her grandpa and grandma are the Mother Frost and Spring Beauty? I mean, I'm not into you know spiritual genealogy. I don't know quite how that works out. But that's kind of the gist of like the stories being merged together. Right. So at that point, 
you know, when she's evaporated, she joins Father Frost, and that's when they become a team. And now they forever are linked together. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. So instead of being accompanied by a demon or a Krampus or some nasty, dirty, Santa-like being who mm-hmm. whoops people, it's Negorachka and Den Moroz. So if Den Moroz looks like, you know, basically a Santa, lo- Santa log, hilarious, a Santa <laughs> Claus... <laughs> A Santa Claus analog, uh-huh. long beard, cloak, and stuff. Um, what she traditionally wears is a blue, a long um, blue dress, robes, a furry cap, and sometimes a uh, snowflake-like crown. Okay. So sh- and um, Very popular in a bunch of those plays get told a bunch of times. So then, um, as opposed to people dressing up like, you know, a demon or a Krampus, you can imagine more, you know, attuned for, you know, girls and little kids that dress up as yeah. just a pretty snow princess, basically. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a bad time. Awesome. Here is, uh, here's two people, you know, just to give you an idea. And there she is, right? Just mm-hmm. a cute girl with these two, these two winter... Winter wizarding. I mean, those guys look pretty awesome. They do look pretty They're cool. Pretty cool. Massive beards. So big. And one of the videos I had said there was also, you know, how I mentioned. Oh, how could you, you know, forget? Because it wasn't that long ago, but it also left an impact when I had heard it. You know, that he's a terrifying lord of winter. Mm-hmm. Well, she also, you know, this one video I had watched talked about how she might have been connected to the winter wizard and the winter danger because, you know, back in the day, perhaps people tried to appease, like, winter gods, and they would send girls off into the woods. And if you get lost in the woods, you would just become a sacrifice to the winter because you would freeze to death. Unintentional sacrifice? Yeah, unintentional, right, to appease the... uh, Which also ties into some of the gift-giving, too, because you would, of course, try to appease the winter in whatever way you could, and then eventually giving gifts to the gods, giving gifts to your friends and loved ones, and mm-hmm. it all kind of merges together. But Snegorachka, of course, stands out amongst all of the Santa Claus-type characters because, I mean, she's popular to this day. It's huge over, you know, it's just part of the tradition, which is only, you know, unique to the Eastern European countries that I talked about. Would you like to hear... A quote I just came across from fairychamber.com about the winter wizard. Sure. All right. Quote, early origins of Den Moros are in paganism and in Slavic folklore. Character that inspired Den Moros was Slavic winter wizard and a blacksmith called Morazko. According to the legend, Morazko was a powerful magician, son of the witch goddess Mara, who was the ruler of seasons and Veles, god of death. Morasco was believed to be the winter blacksmith who could chain the water with his iron, which would his frost. With this myth, people of the past explained the seasonal changes in water turning into frost and icicles. Like many nature spirits around the world, it was believed that Morasco was kind to those who were respectful towards him and to the spirits of the land. If humans were lazy and evil, then Morasco might punish them. He would make them freeze, and according to some myths, he could even kidnap children, making them his slaves. Morasco could also be a friend and favor those he believed to be kind and gentle souls. In the pagan times, people made sacrifices to Morasco, asking him not to freeze all plants and gardens. 
Which he probably did anyways. Which he's like, ah, he can't. Sacrifice more next time. I can't pick and choose. You didn't give me enough. You did not give me enough. Then this still goes, this goes on to talk about, of course, Nagorochka. She appeared in Russian folk tales and fairy tales, again, first time during the 19th century. She's often told to be Dead Miraz's daughter, and of course, each New Year, she accompanies him as they bring gifts to all the good children. Okay. And first, you know, uh, Nagorochka, she was Christmas tree decorations, and then, of course, you know, a little cute, little, almost like an angel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I imagine that. Little snow princess. Yeah, exactly. Little snow princess, 100%. And her story is this basically, you know, she's she's a more attractive Frosty the Snowman. Except, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the exact same thing, basically. Yeah. I don't think she's imbued in a top hat. But whenever she goes away, she just goes and joins Den Morose and then waits for the uh, festivities to commence and then gives everybody the gifts. And gift-giving goes back, you know, Roman times, Saturnalia. Again, we talked about Yule. And so with any celebration, if you were to attend a celebration for, um, you know, the Russian, the Russian New Year celebration, um, there is one sketch that gets acted out because Snigorashka basically opens this, opens like, you know, if you're at a gathering, she pretends and goofs around that she can't find Dead Morose. She has to find him. Okay. He's missing. So then, of course, the little kids in attendance want to help. And they're singing and dancing and they're playing around. And basically, you know, their joyous exuberance brings him out. And then it's time to get the party going. And everybody celebrates and has a good time. Okay. And all these, all these winter celebrations involve dressing up in costume. How many have we talked about? Not enough. Not enough. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like them all. They're, they're all, all good. good. I really want to merge them all together because I'm a huge fan of this entire like Christmas, Yule, winter, this winter pantheon. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing else to do. It sucks outside. Right. Might as well party. And there's so many more. Yeah. Might but, as well dress up and party with your friends. <laughs> right? I, I, what's, and I just love the variations. It's dark in early. Yeah. In Russia, we got this dressing up as a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. In Wales, we got people doing a parade with a horse's skull, singing songs, talking smack. Mm-hmm. Germany, you got a Krampus that runs around smacking people with wood. All good. It's all I like good. them all. Can't they all come together? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, and friends have been speculating on ways to bring Halloween into winter. We're getting there. There's plenty of people you can dress up as. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things we can do. Oh, it's all coming together. Yeah. It's uniting. It's building. We're coming. Halloween in December is pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to mention that story because, I mean, just the idea, again, one more variation of just this thing that's in our DNA mm-hmm. that we can't, we can't resist it, we can't fight it. Then I was also speculating, what is the common, like, okay, if all these things are in human DNA, that we have to have again. You need a creature from a creature, an entity, a winter type being. Again, go back older, stronger. I mean, Saturn, Saturnalia, Rome. That's a pretty powerful god there. Um, Odin, also very powerful. Uh-huh. But then, if you go across the spectrum, what if the, was there was there like a an entity or a festival 
that like, you know, came before all of them that's just been lost to time? Like a different unifying thing? Because those are similar in themselves, but of course take on a, was there something, was there like a, was there like a Santa Zero? Santa Zero. Yeah, the first version of this. Because people, I mean, all the stuff that I've been reading about and stuff, you know, Saint Nick is basically Santa Zero, but was he? No. What if there was a tradition about gift giving with a guy with a beard and then Saint Nick being a real person, whether he brought people back from the dead or exercised people is and destroyed temples with his voice about praying, whether that, you know, legitimately happened or not, I will leave to the scholars and the important people. Uh-huh. But did he latch on to perhaps something that was going on before, started by someone else? And then the church, of course, was the most powerful entity around then. Did it become, you know, did he rebrand that? Like the other holidays were rebranded eventually anyways? Yeah, I, I, th- I think St. Nick was just what they used to rebrand Christmas into Christian stuff. It was already... Yeah, it was already it was going on. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, his legend with the... Uh, with the um, with the stockings, or was that Owen too? Or was that that was stockings? Straight, I'm not sure. That was probably straight Nick, straight Saint Nick, like all him. Because again, it's it's cool. His origin was paying, so women didn't become prostitutes. Well, I mean, Merry but Christmas. they already had their stockings hung, right? Right. So what were they hanging them for? <laughs> they didn't know he was coming. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, right. So yeah, I just wonder. What's the true Santa Zero? I'm not a scholar. Just a question I'm pondering. Yeah. Was it aliens? Know. Was it aliens? Probably. Sure. Okay. We can go with that. All right. But yes, Dead Morose, the winter, the terrifying Lord of Winter, the Russian New Year's Winter Man. Yeah. It's Nagorachka, his granddaughter. Just a cool team. That's not demonic, not super scary, except for the fact that, you know, they have the powers of winter. Again, they've relaxed. Uh-huh. He's relaxed. But yeah, another Christmas. I don't even want to call it Christmas. Another winter story from around the world. Thought that wasn't interesting. I was surprised it existed when I came across it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like them. Like I said, I like uh, bringing all the... All the older Christmas traditions are. There's a lot more to them than you realize. Right. Because, like, we've gotten to, because, you know, every every dominating force approaches the Winter Festival, and it's like, ah, let's put my own spin on it. Yeah. Ah, let's flip it around. Ah, let's do this. Then, like, in the early 1900s, you know, there's a certain soda company who's like, ah, let's put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to... Hey, you got these center clauses over. Hey, they looked at they looked at you know they did they did all the the um, the research, all the polling. They realized the common denominators, what made you know everything's popular. You know everything. What do people like around this time? A lot of these people coming over, these immigrants have this. They know, like this, cocaine. This, they're this, they're this fizzy, they fizzy do, water. They do like cocaine. That's how Santa gets around the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one That's day. what fuels <laughs> his reindeer. <laughs> Go, Rudolph. That's where Rudolph's nose is red. <laughs> oh no. Oh. And then, you know, I'm just saying, from one superpower to one religion to the one we have now, and capitalism, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Santa wore a bunch of colors, like, you know, grains and some yellows. And basically, you know, again, he dressed like Odin. 
and not like buff like warrior Odin, like you know, old man with this walking cane, walking around the woods, Odin, you know, undercover, yeah. mm-hmm. in guard. Two big, bushy, burly, big man. Is Santa being a bigger man a sign of gluttony? Wow, that's a dark Santa. He's just a jolly guy. Yeah. But I mean, Santa's red and white for a reason. Coca-Cola. Yep. Good job, guys. Way to put your stamp on it. Mm-hmm. So what's the next iteration of Santa? I don't know, but I'm here for all of them. And if you are also excited about any version of these winter characters, you can email us at weirdandfeardpodcast.gmail.com. Tell us your favorite. Leave a comment on the Instagram. Who is your favorite guy? If yeah. Christmas lasted longer, I would just talk about these. There's so many. Old Man Winter. Old Man Winter. I mean, uh, England has, you know, these are just, we can consider these like prequels. You know, England basically had like Father Christmas before he was like Santa. Right. It's just all around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, support us on the Patreon.com slash Weird and Feared. Um, we got some, you know, bonus podcasts on there. Um, you can email us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Weird and Feared. Tell us in person. Not in person, but with your own voice. You know, your favorite winter holidays. Or in person. If you run yeah, into yeah, me, yeah, sure, yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't keep it off the table as far as conversations go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Denmaros Snagurachka. Cool. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Yule. Yeah. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.